Hello, and welcome to the only show where we like Friday nights as much as we like Jedi nights. I'm Matt. I'm Luke. And I'm Max. And this is Sports for Thought. And I wrote that joke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hello and welcome again. Uh, Today we are ranking the TV shows of Star Wars. Uh, We are excluding two, which is uh, Tales of the Young Jedi Young Jedi Adventures. Young Jedi Adventures. I put on a couple episodes, uh, and I, you know, it's. I think it's one of those shows also that is clearly giving. It's the difference between the Clone Wars, which is giving a message and then trying to teach something. And I feel like uh, uh, that show is trying to teach something to kids. And I feel like uh, it's a. This is all it's stuff for kids. So it's yeah, it's, it's a toddler like, show. Yes, all of this stuff is for kids, right? But it's like that's really for kids. It's a toddler show. And then we're also excluding uh, Vision since it's not fully canon. Um, and I think just uh, across the board, all three of us, maybe wrongfully so, don't enjoy anime. So I, sorry. I'm not into it. I've tried to watch most of Visions. I've seen I've seen probably most of them, but I have not yeah. seen all of them, so I would not be able to rank yeah. it properly. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I can't write off anime as a whole. I mean, when I was a kid, I watched like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, those you technically know, that's count, true. right? I agree. And you <laughs> like Weeb Alert. And you like Avatar a lot. <laughs> have, Avatar, yeah, Avatar is very similar to an anime, but I do believe it's yeah. not considered an anime. Oh, interesting. Oh, no? Either way, scratch everything I just said about uh, not liking anime. Um, but yeah, we're going to go through, just like we did with the movies, I think this episode will be a lot less contentious between us. Um, I'm very interested in seeing if we're going to get any ties. I have a feeling some of us will rank some of the shows similarly as well, but much like we did with the movies, uh, we're going to go through uh, by a chronological order of when they were released. We're also excluding the 2002 or 2003 Clone Wars as well, uh, and starting with the... Uh, the other one was uh, the I don't know the, the Disney one, but they're not the non the not Cartoon Network version of it as well. So, what was it not Cartoon Network? I thought it was like you're talking about the the Taranovsky series. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Cartoon Network, right? I think so. Yeah, not that version. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, we're excluding I thought you were talking that. about a separate show in addition yes. to that. Okay. Um, does we anybody cut have, all that? Does anybody have, <laughs> does anybody have anything to say before we start? I like all these shows, and we have to rank some at the last, but I don't want people to use my words against me as proof that I don't like some of these shows. Like, they're all really good, and I like all these shows. Yeah. I, I, uh, well. This might be the first one that I kind of disagree with that. When we did the movies, <laughs> when we did the movies, yeah. I was in that boat. I was like, even though like something is my least favorite, I still like it. There is two. My bottom two, I, I would say I don't like. Interesting. I agree, and I'm interested. I know what one of them is for sure. I'm, I don't know what the other one is. But let's get into it and find out. So, starting first with The Clone Wars. Uh, obviously, it ran for seven seasons. It changed networks three times. Um, and obviously, it kind of laid the groundwork. This is, uh, well, we can get into it, I guess, in a little bit. But uh, Luke, where do you rank The Clone Wars? Uh, the Clone Wars is number six for me. Six of nine. Whoa! Wow, that is so low. I'm really? So, yeah, I mean, this is like, to me, this is like, this is the world building. This is where Star Wars start. You love world building, and I this is where it started. And creature, creature design. design. Oh my yeah. god, Luke! There's a lot of. There's seven seasons, and there's. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's an anthology. It's yep. and as a TV show, I just don't like anthologies as much. I I've never done a rewatch in chronological order. I'd probably like it more, but it should just be in chronological order, and that bothers me. Yep. And when I'm rating Star Wars or when I'm rating TV shows, the structure matters. There's and while I do really, really like Clone Wars, there are others that just have a better structure and are just as good. So it's been a while, but I did go back and watch it in chronological order after did watching you? it all together. Wow. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, um, I think it was the beginning of season two, maybe season three, where you see the training of the ARC troopers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, I know these guys. Why are they just now training? And that's yeah. when I realized that it was out of order. So the second time I rewatched it, I did go back and I looked up a list of how to watch it chronologically. Yeah. And there's only, like, a couple things that really change to make more sense. Yeah. For the most part, because I think, like, starting in season four, maybe five, it is in chronological order. Oh, okay. So it really only kind of helps move around a couple of the episodes in uh, the first couple seasons. It is odd, though. Like, it almost is more complicated. Can you imagine production schedule? I mean, I think they did that to have less pressure on themselves, presumably, so they can, right, just kind of go and do whatever. It was a very smart way of handling yes, it. I agree. And it, but it is an odd – I was really shocked when you said it was number six because I feel like it is that – the first little inkling we get of well, world building and you know expanding what we see in the movies. You've left me in suspense. What is it rated for you guys? Yes, Maxwell, do you want to go? I have it ranked as number two. Whoa, all right, I, here um, we go, folks. I like the Clone Wars a lot. I think the only reason I don't have it ranked as number one is because of the dip in quality. Well, no, it has a rise in quality. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, The what? dip is at the very beginning. The first... <laughs> 
it's all uphill the first like two seasons are kind of slow and they're not that great but if the entire show was at the quality of seasons five six and seven there is no chance this wouldn't be my first number one uh no. five six and seven um are such great seasons of just tv in general let alone star wars yep. um animation uh that yeah i i rank it very very highly yeah, that makes sense. I am somewhere kind of in between both of you. I ranked it as number four for me. Um, I didn't get into Clone Wars for quite a while. I was, again, kind of a appearance with the movies and whatnot. And then, and I was like, oh, it's a kid's show, blah, blah, blah. I think one of the smartest things they've ever done was to do the animation style because they look like action figures. It's the perfect marketing for it. Um, but I, what? Uh, yeah, I was going to go on a tangent because Dude, I do don't it. I don't like the action figures for the Clone Wars because so much of it is also in live action. But I, whenever I see a, like a, a Clone Wars exclusive action yes. figure, I'm always like, I just wish they were in live action so yep. that I could have like a slightly more realistic looking toy. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, for kids, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, not for us adults. Um, But like, yeah, I think Clone Wars, I when I got into it, it just kind of blew my mind of like, you know, the mall storyline. And I think it, it weaves it really well. It is a little bit lower. I don't think it would ever really match the number two spot or anything or another animated show that I like a little better than this show because of the droid episodes, because of the Padme and Jar Jar episodes. Yeah. There's a lot of filler in those 22 episode season, uh, you know, seasons. Uh, and season the, the filler and, is like three episode arcs. So when you yeah. start a Padme Jar Jar arc or a, the Colonel Gascon arc, you're like, Ugh, I kind of watch this for like an hour. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And so I think that's why I rank it number four. With that being said, it expands so much. It gives us Ahsoka, obviously, which now we're going to get paid off even, you know, she goes through Rebels. She, she's, she has her own show coming out. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I, All the Jedi get fleshed out more. We get some great Kit Fisto good, content. Good Kit Fisto content. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. With everybody. But again, there is as many, there's not as many lows as there is highs, but there is a lot of lows, I think, in that show. Again, to be fair, joint. it's because there's a lot of that show. Because, yes. Yes. what did it's I say, it's seven seasons. and of any of the other shows. Yeah. It's definitely the most yeah. Clone Wars. It's it's seven seasons, which is, I think, a little bit long, to be honest, too, for what it is. Again, But I wouldn't have had them shorten it at all because it was only getting better. Like You can't you can't go yeah. back and take away the first three seasons just because they started getting so much yeah, better. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. But I, I have a really hard time getting past the animation of the first and second season. Yeah. Like, it's, it's almost unwatchable for There's me. There's, like, rubbery looking almost, mm-hmm. weirdly. I... When we talked about um, Kit Fisto on a previous episode, I said that I didn't really notice the design change in Kit Fisto. Similarly to Clone Wars, I don't really notice much of a change in animation yeah. style. Really? Yeah. See, so season, it doesn't, it doesn't season bother Season one me. and the, the Clone Wars movie, they... The Clone Wars movie for sure, yes. I, I like get a headache watching it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm... It's like watching a PS2 cutscene. <laughs> yeah, it definitely They just is, won't yeah. end and get to the good part. Yep, I agree with that. Um, but that makes sense for you, Max, especially since uh, you ranked, uh, you know, Bad Batch, or nope, <laughs> Clone Wars Season 7 is like one of your favorite uh, seasons of, of, yeah. of Star Wars. One of my favorite Star Wars merchandise that I have is my uh, 332nd clone helmet, which yep. is the uh, clone trooper helmet with the Ahsoka markings on it. Very cool. And I have a giant poster in my Star Wars room of the last shot of the Clone Wars where you have a 332nd helmet in We're, the snow. Not the sand, correct? Correct. It, <laughs> okay. It's not on a pike either. <laughs> okay. It's just sitting in the snow. And in the reflection of the visor, you see Darth Vader walking away. You do indeed. Um, all right, moving on. The second animated show that came out is Star Wars Rebels. Maxwell, let's double down. Let's go with you. I struggled with this because it's all just flavor of the week for me. Mm-hmm. I ranked Rebels as number three. Oh, okay. And for me, Clone Wars and Rebels are very interchangeable. Um, I've been going back and rewatching Rebels in preparation for Ahsoka. Uh, so I really wanted to rank Rebels higher, but then uh, after thinking about it, I, I didn't want to. A couple things that Rebels does have going for it is that it is significantly shorter in length. There's only four seasons, mm-hmm. and the first and last, I think, are only 15 episodes. So yep. it's a lot more digestible, and there is there is a lot more of a consistent chronological through arc, which makes it easier to follow. Um, but I just, I, I like Clone Wars a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know, that's really yep. all I got to say about that. That makes sense. Luke, where are you, where are you ranking at? I have Rebels as my number three. All right. Yeah. Same. Big, big fan. I really like the consistent character arcs from season one to season four i um dave filoni has talked in interviews before about how care the fans don't like 
characters when they're first introduced, like how Ahsoka was so hated when she was first introduced, mm. and Dave Filoni would say to Ashley Eckstein, like, just relax, like, it'll be okay, We're make- Ahsoka's developing and she's going to be an amazing character, yeah. and he said the same thing about Sabine Wren when she was mm-hmm. um, developing through Rebels, that in season one she wasn't much of a character, but, you know, just relax, like, the fans will grow with the character and she's going to be one of the favorites and she is one of my favorites um Ezra and Kanan stories they're two of my favorite Jedi there's a lot the all the stuff with the rebellion like when this show came out I thought it was just gonna be like a show about some rebels but it's a show like about the starting of the rebellion like yeah it has significant storytelling for the universe in it exactly could you imagine being ashley Eckstein at like the beginning of the clone wars when they were doing the movie and everything and she got that script and she was like i don't know dave and like this guy from pittsburgh who wears a cowboy hat's like oh don't worry they're gonna love you over time (laughs) no no just trust me yeah Yeah. it's like i don't know if i would trust that man and now that man's like worshipped at every star wars fans altar the wolf thing gets me a little bit he likes wolves way too much he loves wolves (laughs) he loves wolves. there's a lot of speculation with the new ahsoka trailer about the two bad guys uh balin and shin uh, or skull and hati are their last names and those are the names of two wolves in like norse mythology or something and people are like oh what does it mean because the one chases the moon and the other chases the sun and people are like don't look too far into it dave likes wolves Boy, <laughs> that's literally it dave, that's hilarious I mean, that's very that true is hilarious i've not heard that before that is so funny yeah people are that. like don't look into it he likes wolves that's true uh, I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, it's also number three for me. We really? all are in concurrence. Wow. I love Rebels. Um, I like Clone Wars. I love Rebels. Um, to me, it's a, it's perfect. It's compact. You already touched on this. It's four seasons, which I think is perfect. It's nice and concise. I think the first two seasons struggle a little bit with having filler episodes with that 22-episode, 23-episode uh, runtime versus the more compact 12 to 15 episodes. Um, again, Hera Syndulla is one of my favorite characters. I think she's great. I think she's a really badass pilot. Um, I love Kanan and her storyline. I love Kanan and Ezra's storyline. I mean, we get a great mix of everything. And it is much unlike you, like you said about Clone Wars, Luke, is that it's not an anthology. I mean, full all the time. And some mm-hmm. we get some spinoff episodes, whatever. But it is a nice storyline all the way through, which is exactly what we're talking about all the time about looking in Star Wars. And they're able to do it in an animated show. Um, yeah, and I think Chopper's hilarious, and I think the stakes are huge, and I think, well, again, one of the biggest deaths is uh, is Kanan, and I think they, they play it so well, um, and then you really do, like you just touched on, grow with all of these characters. Ezra can get a little annoying, right? But, like, he is a child who is <laughs> dealing with a lot, um, and I don't love when they go to Lothal all the time, but uh, it is an important touchstone, and I'm excited to see that in Ahsoka as well. But, yes, it is number three for me. Well, you're, you're a big fan of ships, too, and the ghost is iconic in its own right. Yeah, I like ships. Do I say I like ships a lot? I, I thought you did. Do you not? I feel like you always talk about the ships. Do I? <laughs> Matt hates ships. Yeah. I All right, never mind. Never mind. Luke, Luke, you like the ghost, I, right? I love the yes, ghost. I do. <laughs> the ghost is my second favorite ship for sure. But yeah, I like. Now I'm trying to think if I like ships a lot. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a conversation. Yeah, I'm going to say I, I like ships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right moving on to the next show. Uh, I assume everyone's favorite Star Wars uh, Resistance. Well, I'm gonna gather by your tone that you rated this near the yeah, end. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just I'll just go with me since it's been kind of going in order. Uh, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe you do like it. I'm so sorry if you do. Um, I I so like them all. Full on full display. I have not seen Resistance in its entirety. It's one of those shows oh. that. So yes. So I'll just go with this. The animation also hurts my eyes with this a little bit. I don't know why. It's very bright. It's a cool different style, but it to me also is a, an odd choice to completely do a different animation style. Um, I don't know the they reason. They all do a completely it. different animation style. You just don't like this one. You can't knock the choice. Wait, you don't think Clone Wars and Rebels looks exactly alike? No. Do you? Yeah. Do you? No, I think they look different. Fuck. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Resistance also looks different, and I'll back Matt up. I think you can absolutely judge a book by its cover. Yeah. TV is a visual medium. If you don't like the the medium, you're completely it's, in it's the fine, right it's of saying, to not like, like oh, the I, anima- I don't like yeah. that. It's fine to not like the animation style, but you were saying that you yeah. don't like that they did a different animation style, but they always yeah. do a different animation style. I guess that's But true. I guess you don't recognize that. That's, yeah, that's and crazy. the Bad Batch but looks I, like Clone Wars and stuff to me, too. The it Bad Batch is Clone Wars, yeah, yes. That's the same sense. animation style. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I don't have much say in this, so like, I guess it's unfair to me to rank this so low, and maybe we can do it a different time, but I thought it was something vastly different, and Max said it's mainly about racing, which really surprised me, and I know it's a, it's, it seems like a more... I guess like 
filler w- versus something that I really want when you're getting Clone Wars, when you're getting Rebels, when you're getting these interesting stories, you kind of settle on this racing story. It feels a little odd. So and I don't they, have much to say, but it's I ranked it number nine, obviously, just because I have not seen it in its entirety. I'll, I'll back him up because I had it ranked as number eight. This is one of the two that I would say I don't like. I don't think it's good. I um, Personally, that's my opinion. I'm not knocking anyone else who might like it. I'm looking at Luke. Um, but I agree with Matt. I don't care for the animation style. The story it was just so unrelated to me too much of the time they do focus so much on that um uh, the, the big floating ship that they're always on and the castellan yeah and the the racing element of it and everything and it's like it's it's neat for like a couple episodes but mm-hmm. after a while it's like this is resistance like start resisting like go to the resistance like yeah. let's see leia let's see uh holdo let's see like all these other things and then it never just kind of comes to fruition in my mind so i I don't care for it. Um, the characters are, they're all new and there's a couple of them that I do like, but I don't like them enough to, to put up with the show, I guess. I really like this show. I rated it eight just cause it, I really like all the shows and yeah. there is a lot less to love about this show than most of the others, but it's a really good show. I season one is a lot worse than season two, but it's following like the same rebels, structure and then just it happened to get canceled after season one because it just wasn't successful enough mm-hmm. but season one they were on Castellon the whole time and then like the finale of season one it rises up out of the sea and you see that Castellon's uh, the 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 ship is actually a spacefaring ship and mm-hmm. they start going throughout the galaxy and it's a lot more interesting which is very similar to rebels how they stayed on Lothal and then started yep. spacefaring there's a lot of really cool elements with the first order you see the first order up and close and they are a lot more of a villain and a lot more like cunning and present in the galaxy than you ever really get in the sequels at least explicitly um some of the main characters like one of the main characters tam is seduced by the first order and she like becomes a stormtrooper between seasons one and two and it's really really that's fair that's a good story arc yeah it is it is a really good story arc i um at celebration 2019 it was in between seasons one and two Mm -hmm. and i'd watch season one i went to the panel for season two and maybe i like the show extra just because i have this good memory but the panel was absolutely electrifying like the mm-hmm. whole cast was out there and none of them are like wildly famous people yeah. and especially in terms of star wars like a lot of them were just really happy to be at star wars and yeah. a, in a, a star wars show and the one actor bobby moynihan he has oh by one in it yeah oh, and he has a minor character in resistance yeah but he was i just remember the way he was talking about it like he said he wakes up every day looks at a picture of orca his character and says i am in star wars that's awesome and the whole cast was just super excited they showed the first episode of season two during the panel Mm -hmm. and the whole cast like came out into the stands and watched it with us because it was the first time they were watching it too that's just such a good memory and season two was so good the show was canceled well beyond when it should have been and i think very similar to the clone wars or rebels it would have Picked up steam after a slow start, mm-hmm. but it, it, it just didn't get a chance. I will, I think that is a great, right? The fact that you said that you, you like the show and then you have that uh, that gut reaction, right? It's like that's what we always talk about with Star Wars. It's like if it's a gut, your gut reaction, you have that memory, that's like what Star Wars should be, which is it's a, an instinct, a feeling. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, and I think, but I will, you know what, Luke, I'm, I will watch Resistance just for you to finish it out. With that being said, I, I don't think it can get much higher. I think, right, most of these shows I are know. pretty like, stacked. I still really like it, and I only rated it one above you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I don't care for it. Luke does, and we still ranked it the exact same. So yeah. that should tell yeah. you about the rest of the list, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's, it's pretty stacked. So moving on to the next one. Uh, we jump into live action, right? We talked about this. It's, 20, it's 2019. A lot is riding on the line of what Star Wars like is like live action TV shows. And so now we have The Mandalorian. Max, let's go back to you. Where are you ranking Mandalorian? The show that kind of started it all for live action. I am ranking Mandalorian at number four. Okay. I like I like Mandalorian a lot. Um, I like the first season a lot. I like a lot of the second season a lot. And the third season had a pretty noticeable dip for me. There's still elements that yeah. I really like, obviously. Um, but for me, there is a a downward trajectory in in the storytelling and in yep. some of the various elements sure. going for it, but I I ranked it as number four. All right, Luke I Taylor. have it. I have it as number two. There we go. I think this show fires on all cylinders. I love it. I think 
you know, we've talked before about how you guys see this perceived dip in quality in season three. I don't see it. I think it is, I rated it, you know, higher than just one above Rebels. And it's very similar in a sense that it's like, because you've said before that mm-hmm. I'd never really thought about that Mandalorian's like a live action cartoon. There's a ton of great world building, great aliens. They always go to a new place. It's a bunch of new stuff, but still follows a consistent story thread through the yeah. series. And yeah. It, yeah, it's great. I So I also ranked it as uh, number two, Luke. We are agreeing hey. so much on this episode. Um, Yeah, I think I was, it was hard for me because I like, I love Rebels, but there's something about live action that I just, I think prefer, which is odd because I, I love animation. I love it. Like the Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, South Park, Batman, the animated series, my favorite show of all time. But there is something about Star Wars that I think it works a little bit better in live action because uh, you don't, you're not able to have that filler like in when you have a little bit of filler in rebels. Uh, and I think I like the story in those characters maybe a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, I love Mandalorian. It's great. Where is it? It's able to bring star Wars on a weekly basis in live action. I mean, how can you hate that? And it's a blast to watch. Um, again, it's a lot better. I think when you think about it as a live action cartoon versus like the most, you know, if you would just have these higher expectations, it, it's, it's, it's a little harder, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love Mandalorian as, as we all do. Um, yeah, it's, it's always really hard for me when like people say they don't like the animated Star Wars series because they don't like cartoons and it's too childish. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's not necessarily too childish, but also if you don't like that medium, you don't like that medium, and yeah. you're not gonna like the show. Like, yeah, just because how do you not like cartoons? You, you know, like, I know. That's, but, it, what, it's I mean, I heard she was a child. Literally, because it's like how do you, Batman the animated series? You have Spider Man. You have X Men the animated series. All these great shows that are just like superhero related. Not a, let alone South Park or The Simpsons or I don't necessarily prefer Family Guy or American Dad. But I know a lot of people love those shows. Or like Bob's Burgers or like all these. There's anime animation is a great medium, and in Star Wars, it's a cheaper way to be able to expand the world. And then these. I mean, you tell me you you watch Rebels and tell me you're not going to tear up when Keenan dies. It's just impossible. It's mm-hmm. it's an amazing show. It's like it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, again, I was kind of not necessarily in that camp, but I was like I was iffy on Clone Wars for a long time, and I dove in. I was like, yeah, I haven't looked back since. I know it's you have to be iffy on it because you think it's too childish. Like I get it if you just like don't like animation, not yeah. because you think it's too childish, because you just don't like it. Like that that happened to me with the Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse. Like yeah. those are very good movies. I just don't like the animation style, and I just don't like Interesting. it. Interesting. That's just like one of those things that you're not going to be able to convince someone to like something that they yeah. just—it's a gut reaction. They don't like the way it looks. For sure. Interesting. I love the animation of that movie. <laughs> I know a lot of people do, <laughs> but it's—it's it's very distinct and stylized. Yes. So, so you can see why I would dislike it when I like other animation. Yep, it makes sense. All right, taking a step back to animation. Speaking of the Bad Batch, which is gonna you know end with season three. There's two seasons out. Um, we. I think are all fans of it, but let's, uh, let's, oh, I guess you know, it's, uh, no, it's definitely with you, Luke. Yes. We're going back to you. Bad Batch is at number five for me. Number I rated five. it one above Clone Wars because it's very much a successor to Clone Wars and the animation style and the characters and the themes and the you know, everything. And it's just a more con- coherent story. It's not an anthology anymore, which is my only gripe with the Clone Wars and the animation in the beginning of Clone Wars. But you don't, you don't it's mind. perfect in Bad Batch. You don't mind losing all the various story, um, all the various characters and their stories as well. Because one of the things that I like about the Clone Wars is how ambitious it is and how you can follow in one story arc Plo Koon and then go to Kit Fisto and then go to Anakin and his Padawan. You don't get that in Bad Batch. In Bad Batch, it's just the Bad Batch. You follow these five people forever. Yeah, I, pre- I prefer that in a TV show. I yeah. That's interesting. I... I have Bad Batch ranked at the exact same spot. I have it as number five. <laughs> I like how I just, we're all basically <laughs> in the same page, but we like it for different reasons now. I uh, yeah, I, I just it's so interesting to me that you like Bad Batch better than Clone Wars. I find that fascinating. I think overall as a show, I mean, if we could take just season seven of Clone Wars, I would rate that higher than the Bad Batch because it's the same quality, but with characters and stories that I'm more interested in. But the Clone Wars as a whole has a lot of stuff that I don't like as much, but. The Bad Batch is just consistently the best parts of the Clone Wars. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bad Batch for me is number six. Um, really? I, I, that surprises me. That seems low. You're I, a big Bad Batch guy. I lo- I do love the Bad Batch, but again, it's one of those things where I feel like it could be told in a different I way. I say that. We both put it at five. That's what I was about to say. This is pretty <laughs> consistent, and we like all I like said, it. It's very it's, – this episode is very uncontentious, but like – it is one of those things where I feel like the, the story could be told a little differently, but because I like the characters a lot. And in season one, there is a bit of filler, right? And it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, it could have been a really great tight 10 episodes. I almost prefer that. 
Um, but I'm excited to see where it ends. And I think when it ends, we'll have a better look on the series as a whole. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I, I enjoy all those characters. I'm really interested in season three with, you know, with the lack of tech as well. Uh, and so it's going to be a little different dynamic because my favorite Alleged. character is gone. Alleged. Alleged, Alleged lack of tech. Alleged we'll lack see. of tech. Depending on what, in, in yeah, in what direction they go in. But um, well, I remember when the show was announced, people were giving it a lot of grief for having such an uninteresting story idea like these five very stock dynamic not dynamic characters that have this one quality about them and i remember even then before the show came out i was just looking at these people like are you dumb like we just had the (laughs) clone wars which was literally the exact same a story about clones and now you have six different clones as your favorite characters and I, I just think that that was so silly. One of my favorite things is to be able to point out, like, I think when you, especially again, this is definitely geared towards kids with a lot of adult themes and it's scary, but I think being a kid, when you're like picking your character in the group to play as whatever, it's like, oh, you're, it's like, oh, well, the, you have like the sniper guy. So you're going to play as a sniper guy. You have like very distinct and defined roles, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things that they do in the show. Cause I think it is super smart, uh, especially when you're looking at it from like a, a child's perspective or like a toy's perspective. And it's really cool. I feel like you were speaking to me there, which I appreciate because you was know that? that my favorite character is Crosshair. Cause you could have said Tech, who I think feel true. like is everyone's favorite. That's it really, oh, well, that makes me happy that well, I, everyone loves Tech. He's great. <laughs> it's, which is, which is odd though, cause I feel like everybody should like Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think everyone should. You're right. They I don't should, want to contradict but... the episode where we rated them, but I think Echo's my favorite because I think Omega was my favorite. Yeah, and then I think Echo, my next favorite. I like mm. Echo's a great choice. He's. Yeah. I love Echo. Um. So then, going back into live action, um, the Book of Boba Fett is next up, which I think I am up, and I will. I can go. Book of Boba Fett for me. Uh, probably not a surprise. I guess it feels weird to rank it right behind Bad Batch, but it's never seven for me. I guess we're just kind of running out of uh, of places. But um, Max, I see you're shaking your head. I'm very interested in seeing this is your number nine. I'm just going to assume for some reason now. Um, uh, yeah, Book of Boba Fett for me is number seven. Um, there's not many towards the bottom, obviously. I guess there's only two spots left. Book of Boba Fett for me, we get um, – we get uh, – What's his name? Oh my god! I just like completely blanked Tamora everything. Morrison. Uh, yeah, we get to more Morrison, but we oh. also get like uh, sorry, we also get um, Cad Bane. Jesus, we get Cad Bane, uh, and I feel like we get a bunch of oh, sorry, I was wondering what that squeaking was. It was making me nervous. I was like, is that my chair about to fall <laughs> apart? Um, but we get a lot of boring stuff from Robert Robert Rodriguez directing these episodes. We get a lot of weird choices. But we also get a great two-episode arc, basically, of Mandalorian, which I really like. And then we're able, and it's one of the best Mandalorian episodes, I would almost say. Yeah. And it's sandwiched in between Book of Boba Fett. So for that alone, I think it's higher some, than some of these animated shows that I'll put behind it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously very sloppy. It's not ultra interesting. And the Tusken Raiders still will question me until the day I die. Is like, wh- why are these in here for this long? But to see him riding on a Rancor, just like he did. Uh, in the cartoons, uh, I think in the in the Ewok special, I think the Christmas special, rather, sorry, is really cool. So there's there's <laughs> there's moments in there that I think salvage it. It's not a fun rewatch, but there's moments I will consistently go back to watch to watch. Yeah, this show has the most moments where I'm like scratching my head, like what are, what are we doing? Like when Danny Trejo shows up as the Rancor Wrangler, and I was like, yes, what what? Why are you here? Yeah, because it takes you out of a bit. It does, but. Um, I also rated this as number seven. Um, Dang, Luke. <laughs> yeah, we're really agreeing today. It feels good. I, I wish. What did I you have as your number six? Uh, my number six is Clone Wars. <laughs> the look of disappointment so, on Max's face. I, I, you have I'm, to. I'm write dying inside. Um, I said before the show comes out, and I've said it on the podcast before. This show was going to live and die with Fennec Shand as a character as the number two because we already knew everything we needed to know about Boba Fett yeah. and if Fennec Shand was a really interesting character and had a lot of cool stuff to do and a lot of good character development I think the show would have been really great and Fennec Shand was nothing at all we, we <laughs> yeah. did not get any Fennec Shand content and I was pretty bummed and yeah she I was think, super I think cool and kind of wasted yeah that's and that's how I feel about the show it's a super cool idea and then it was kind of wasted yes we get the back-to-back scene of Boba Fett and Mandalorian battling it out on the streets and that was awesome and we have the best when Mando says this is the way to Boba Fett before they go out there. And yeah. Boba's like, they'll kill us both. And Mando's like, this is the way. That's that's the best this is the yes. way in a, in a saga that has a lot of this is the ways. <laughs> Maxwell, give us your number nine. <laughs> it kills me that you guys have this right below Clone Wars and Bad Batch. Those are, yeah. those are my 
what did I say Bad Batch was? I mean, Clone Wars was my number two. Bad Batch is your number five. Bad Batch is my number five. That is just such a long way to go to book a Boba Fett. I, I disagree so much with a lot of what you guys are saying. We need to do really? an episode where we just review uh, just book a Boba Fett because I could talk about this for a while. Other than Resistance, this is the only other show that I would say is bad. The yeah. show is bad. It it does a lot of bad things for the yeah. franchise. Um, and I I say that. What do you What do you mean? Like story elements? It is the first show that has started to make good Star Wars bad. So yeah. one time I was talking to a friend of mine who does not like Star Wars um, at all. Name and them. he was saying, <laughs> he was saying like, oh, He's like, made up. He was saying like, <laughs> yeah. what would it take? What would it take for you to say that Star Wars is bad or whatever? That like Star Wars is no longer good or whatever it was. And I was like, well, like Star Wars is good though, like as it exists. So what it would take is for something to happen to make mm. good Star Wars bad. And Book of Boba Fett starts to do this because you have this great iconic character, this man of mystery, Boba Fett, and then you start to kind of, you know, reveal the helmet. Yeah. And take away a lot of the mystery and it just loses so much and it just makes him such a a less intriguing character. And now whenever I see him, I'm just I'm just so much less interested than I was before. Um, But everything that you guys were saying about the things that you like about the book of Boba Fett has nothing to do with Boba Fett. The only redeeming thing about Boba Fett is the Mandalorian. Yeah. The two episodes with the Mandalorian were great because Boba Fett wasn't in it. And it was basically just season 2.5 of Mandalorian. And the last episode where we see Boba Fett ride a rancor and where Mandalorian shows up to help Boba Fett. Oh, I agree. Everything else, it's not good. The the storytelling, the pacing of it makes no sense. The flashbacks, every time you see the Tusken Raiders, it makes no sense. I kept thinking like, oh, they're laying the groundwork. Like the Tusken Raiders are still out there and Boba Fett's going to rally these Tuskens to come help Moss Eisley or Vespa or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, Espa um, with the Moss Vespa gang. And um, which is another element, the, the, the Vespa gang, just like the colors and the, yeah, the colors are bad. It, it doesn't work. Um, and, and they keep laying all this groundwork for this story with the sand people that never happens. And it's just such nope. a weird choice. Like why, why tell the story humanizing the sand people? Like the sand people, the Tuscan Raiders are a, a group that like pillages villages, ta- Pillages villages. I guess that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. I, I think that's correct. They pillage and villages. <laughs> um, the world juror. They kidnap people. They torture them. Yeah. And they leave them for dead. And then we get this whole book of Boba Fett story where we start to humanize them. Mm-hmm. But they still do all those things. <laughs> yeah. Like Boba Fett never turned them around or anything. Like there, there's still yeah. people who will pillage villages, kidnap people, and kill them. But he taught them how to ride a speeder like a bantha. <laughs> Yeah, it, the worst scene in that show, baby. What? It's, I, oh, it's I like so the like bad. A it's not good. It's not good. The, I thousand percent agree. I agree with everything you guys yeah. were saying about all the highlights. There are obviously parts of it yeah. that I really like. It's unfortunate that none of them have to do but with Boba, Boba Fett. Cad Bane is great. Black Kersantan is back. Uh, is is awesome. Um, did I say Black Kersantan is back? Whatever. <laughs> He's black. Black Kersantan is awesome. Um, I really like the showdown between Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane. Like, all that's good. There's so much good that the show has going for it, but it's the book of Boba Fett. And Boba Fett is not good. I agree, but I think I would... I would still rank it higher than Resistance, because I haven't seen it. And then the other show, that's my number number eight, just because it's... You you do go through you get those better moments. Well, we can get, we can talk we'll, a little bit after we're, we're there now. There yeah. there are moments, but I will just say the reason I had this at the bottom of my list is because Resistance doesn't ruin anything. Resistance yeah. is a brand new show with yeah. brand new characters, brand new places. I didn't yeah. care for it, but it doesn't ruin anything. The Book of yeah. Boba Fett started to ruin an iconic character. Yeah. That is a that is a great call. Uh, going on iconic characters, the next show is um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh dang! I didn't realize we were still missing this one. That's yes. great. Number four. <laughs> I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. Luke's number four. Luke, why do you like it? Um, It's just exactly what I want. It's a good meshing of the prequel era and the original trilogy era. Um, All the characters are great. The emotion is great. The way they bring in Leia and that was such a surprise to us. Like, we had no idea the story was about Leia. And then it ended up being a really, really good story with Leia. And yep. I... I don't know. I didn't think I was going to have to defend it. Where did you guys rank it? I ranked it at number five for me as well. With that being said, I think there is a bit of a... Unlike the movies, to me, I love all the movies a lot. For me, the shows are a little different. I know, Max, you 
in, before you said you like you th- you divided the movies in like you loved them, you liked them, and then you thought they were fun. I think is what you yeah, said. Yeah, I had like three different tiers. That's kind of how it is for me. Where like my first four, I absolutely love, and then like the next two, I enjoy, and then the bottom three are fine. Like that's and so I can go over my the full list later. But like Obi Wan's the first one of the. I like them. I really like Obi-Wan, but it's like it's a show where, again, where I'm looking back at moments, not the full show. And it's nothing, it sounds like I'm being like defensive, like, okay, what you said, I don't have to, you don't have to defend it at all. Because, like, again, it's, it, I really like the show. I think the score is fantastic. I like his relationship with Leia. Um, I think there are some weird choices because you're getting live action stuff and, you know, you're going to come to see Andor and some of those sets just seem a little more. I don't know. I don't know. Obi-Wan is very good. I ranked it at number five, very close to where you ranked it as well. Obi-Wan is good. I have it lower. I have it at six. But, yes, Obi-Wan is good. I do agree with you there. This one is a little harder for me. I felt like the movies, when we were ranking those, those fell very easily into their tiers, whereas this one, there's probably a lot of gray. Um, But Obi-Wan, I really liked. I like everything about it except for everything with Reva. And we reviewed Obi-Wan, and I kind of touched upon it then, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But just everything with Reva doesn't make sense. Her backstory was convoluted. Yeah. Uh, the way she was written, directed, some of her acting, it was like it, it always sticks yeah. out, and it's not good. Luckily, uh, everything else for me works, like you guys said. Like everything with Obi-Wan, Vader, uh, Leia, all that works. The final confrontation between Obi-Wan and Vader is amazing. I've gone back and rewatched that yep. numerous times. Um, uh, as well as the fight between Reva and Vader. I also like that uh, fight a mm-hmm. lot, too. I think that's really good. But, yeah, ev- everything else, uh, it's just kind of brought down a lot by by Reva, unfortunately. I, I think it's one of those things where Reva's fine. Like I said, it's very muddied. But, like, you want to see Obi-Wan and Vader. And it makes sense that you have, like, another catalyst kind of person in here to introduce them to, to like, the audience. But, like, I really just don't I, – I kind of just want to see Vader and Obi-Wan at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, like, getting somebody else, but – I don't see how they could have done any more Vader and Obi-Wan I know. Stuff I agree, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the idea because <laughs> right. I 1,000% agree. Like, it doesn't actually make I think sense. part of that's because of Reva, though. I think it's because yeah. you see Reva and you're like, ah, just give me more Obi-Wan and Vader. Yeah. And, again, it's, well, that's th- I think going back, my biggest thing with Obi-Wan is that it should have just been a movie. <laughs> like, that's right. the thing. And that's why it's like it, we, maybe we didn't even need her if it was – a movie or if you know to expand her or i don't know make her i don't know condense her story so it's more obvious of what she needs or wants or her goal yeah. um oh man yeah it's that said everything i'm saying is just justifying as to why i ranked it as number sixth i still really like obi-wan a lot yeah i like the show a lot yeah i like that you said sixth because it sounds like you're gonna say sith <laughs> number sixth um and going to uh i i'll just lay it out on the table my favorite show which isn't surprising. The next one is Andor. Um, I rank this as number one. I'm sure we all did. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Unanimous. I, uh, <laughs> I kind of assume. I assume that's the first one we all put on our list when we're rating our Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That you, was the most obvious. You go from there, right? And it's one of those things we talk about this podcast a lot. And it's like, with all these shows, they're amazing, right? But there is a clear distinction with Andor. And it's yeah. like, I want more of that. I don't want, like, I liked Obi-Wan, but it's like, Obi-Wan, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian live together and there's nothing like andor yet in mm-hmm. live action or in tv show rather and it's like i just want more of it like the, every set feels very full like i i like obi-wan sorry this sounds like i'm bashing yet it's not it's just like you know when they're getting and it makes sense for the scene but when they're they get stopped at the checkpoint in the, in the desert yes it's like that this felt like a california desert with one set piece mm-hmm. of a gate in andor i never get taken out of it every single shot every single scene Every single frame is purposely done and looks full and like it's living. Yeah. And I, I, I've never taken out of it. And it's a beautiful show. It's beautifully written, acted, directed. Like it looks amazing. It, not, I, I've said we've talked so much about Andor, and I, and I don't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> not only are there times where you're not, that's confusing to say. Not only are you not <laughs> taken out of it, but I feel like there's so much that like pulls you into it yeah. because everything with Mon Mothma, I did not have high hopes for. Yep. I was excited about it because I was like, oh, that's going to be cool. Like, I'm interested in the political intrigue and everything and hoping that they can do it a little bit better than like the, the prequel movies, right? 
But Mon Mothma was my favorite part of Andor. Every scene that she was in, I was like excited to see her again. And that's crazy considering like all the adventures that Andor went on, all the stuff that Luthen is up to. But every time Mon Mothma was there, I was like, oh, I was like rubbing my fingers together. I know. Like, this which is going to be good. And she's going to be in Ahsoka, and I'm so excited to see her there. Mm-hmm. Especially with the writer strike, actor strike going on. Andor obviously getting more delayed for season two, which is that's too bad. Making me really hurt because like it is such a great show and i feel like but as more time passes it's gonna be harder to convince people to hop on that train because i mean we only get one more season anyway and so you know i'm just like i really don't want people to fall off the train even more and it'd it, it be lost to star wars history i kind of disagree I, yeah. I don't, i'm not too worried about the strike i think a pause button is okay I think it might be necessary, too, even for yeah. Star Wars. I think if a writer strike occurred before Book of Boba Fett, maybe we would have gotten something a little different yeah. if everyone got to go home and kind of like just you know think for a couple <laughs> of months before putting pen to paper. Yeah. Uh, that might be good. So I- I'm not too worried about it. Like Obviously, as a fan of Star Wars, I'm disappointed that I have to wait a little bit longer to get yeah. more content. True. But I think it'll all be for the better. I just mean like because season one wasn't necessarily. I think you have like hardcore fans who love it, like we do. But I think you don't get much. You didn't get much intrigue from the other people. Well, Mandalorian's clearly the more popular show, and I just, I just mean like I don't want more time to pass on people to forget about it and be like, oh, that show is just is still around or came back out or what happened with it. It's been like two years or something, you know. I just don't want that to happen with this show because it is worth it it's so know. it's so well received yeah i don't i'm not too worried about it it was just okay. nominated My, for uh an yes. emmy uh which is huge um i really hope that it wins although seeing some of the other ca- uh, some of the other shows in that category i'm like yeah um but you know something is good yeah. when the internet is behind it because there's nothing that the yeah, internet loves true. more <laughs> yes. than trying to shit on star wars yep right you can find endless uh video essays explaining in very detailed analytics or whatever why something here is objectively bad right and i feel like andor was the first one where everyone was like oh this is actually really good yes please watch yeah (laughs) yeah i've i've never heard anyone say anything bad about andor overall yeah that's true like what you were saying about Mon Mothma, like even the potentially boring parts are so captivating. Like for me, what what comes to mind is Cyril Karn, who's a very interesting character. We know you're, we know you're a huge fan. I've talked a lot about Cyril Karn, <laughs> but also Dedra, he's a bad guy. Also Dedra Miro, like that could be a very yeah. generic. Yeah. The Empire is trying to find Cassian, but she's like uprooting the entire rebellion yeah and that scene with her aide where they're like, it's too random to be random, and I'm just like leaning in like, oh my god, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's so, yeah. Oh, God. I love Andor. Me too. There was something else I was going to say about it. I don't even know. But I'm sure we'll talk about it again very soon. Um, and we've talked about, too, about how it's a prequel based on who's probably the least interesting character from Rogue One. Absolutely. Yet immediately love becomes it. everyone's favorite TV show. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's it speaks a lot to the execution of the show, yeah. I feel like. We want and need more shows, I think, like that. Um, yes, I mean, also, it, it got nominated for Best Drama, uh, drama in, a, in the Emmys, which is insane. Yeah. Star Wars usually is nominated, right, if anything, if it is nominated. That's like the Emmy category, right? Like, that's yeah. like the equivalent to, like, Best Picture? Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, usually you're, we're, you know, Star Wars is getting, I'm saying we, like, we're part of it now. <laughs> we're, we know, did this, boys. We did it. We did, hey, we did it's not, is it. A, is it a coincidence that we started a podcast and all of a sudden Star Wars is getting nominated for Best? It's too random to be random. <laughs> it's too random. We, uh, we actually have a lot of the Academy that listens to our podcast. Yeah, we have an FYC campaign. Oh, Andor really is good. <laughs> yeah. Sway really swayed me. Who, um, do you know who some of the other... Uh, uh, nominations are in that category, though. Yeah, it's the White Lotus, uh, which is a great yeah. show on HBO. And Ooh, Andor, uh, I do love Andor, which is my I've, second choice. I've never seen any of these other shows, so and I'm just gonna boo them all. I think, You're rooting for White Lotus over Andor? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. I like White Lotus, but I'm rooting for Succession because it Succession, just it yeah. just is the best show, one of the best shows ever made. I haven't seen White Lotus or Succession, but I Both know that they're good. very good. They and are. I know that the people speak and very highly. I, haven't of seen I would either. love Andor. But, oh, and how uh, dare you root against Andor? I know. I I, I never thought I would see a world. Uh, Better Call Saul too, right? Better Call Saul, yeah, yeah as well. And there's there's a, obviously I do there's a couple love others, that show. But there's I mean, it is a stacked category, and for yeah. Andor to be nominated in that is like absolutely insane, to be honest. And then. I mean, but it just—it absolutely deserves it. I mean, it's—we're talking mm-hmm. about it's our favorite Star Wars live-action show, but unanimously yeah. between the three of us, which, even though we all love Star Wars, we disagree a lot on Star Wars or why we like it, and yet this is the perfect crux of everything um, that we love. And then also Obi Wan, not to gloss over that, was nominated for best um, limited series. Was it really? Yeah, which is also huge, yeah. um, and that's also a stat category as well. And I feel like that's 
two does, Star Wars shows are does nominated? That, does that lock in Kenobi to only being a limited series? What, what are the rules with coming back with a second it's season? It's really <laughs> dicey because Big Little Lies and White Lotus were, I think, nominated and won for best limited series and then came out with a second season. Oh, really? Yep. Because that's so Kenobi, Kenobi two is still on the. Oh yeah, it does not lock you out of it. <laughs> that's good. All if right, anything, right. it's like it's, but it's a little, it's a little weird. That's like if it gets, if it wins, it's like yeah, we should bring it back. It's like yeah, but like you only bring it back because it won an Emmy for limited series. So do you see the contradictory? Yeah, like, that's it's funny. very odd. Um, anyway, let's yeah, definitely a shout out to those shows. Uh, and so moving on to the last show that we are going to be talking about, which is an animated show, which is only six episodes, which is Tales of the Jedi recently released i forget necessarily whose turn it is but who anybody want to anybody yeah. have a strong opinions yeah i rated it last it's my number nine all right i was kind of hoping we'd save andor for last so we wouldn't end the episode on a bummer. I, <laughs> I it's good but it's like how i don't like the clone wars that much because it's an anthology this is like an anthology of clone wars which is already an anthology yeah. and it's the ahsoka episodes i mean i like it all it's i like i like watching it but it's like None of it is that surprising. Even the Dooku stuff, it's like, oh, did you know that Dooku was disillusioned with the Jedi? And it's like, yeah, yeah of course I knew that. <laughs> the Yaddle stuff is great. And um, I mean, I like all of it, but like as a TV show, it's got to be my least favorite because it's barely a TV show. It's just a series of shorts. So I, it's also pretty low for me. I have it ranked as number seven. Uh, Tales of the Jedi for me is the... the f- I'm trying to think of how to word this. It is the last show on my list that i would say i like of the shows that i liked i like this one the least below it are resistance and book of boba fett i don't like those shows tales of the jedi i like it is the first one that i like but it's it's still not great for all the reasons that you said but i will say it doesn't ruin anything right it just adds a little bit more context which just at the most might be unnecessary but you're still getting like some good dooku content right nothing shocking like you said but it's still it's still good uh, same with ahsoka um, but it doesn't take anything away from me. So to, for me, it's unnecessary, but that's the worst thing I can say about it. Whereas Resistance and Book of Boba Fett, like I said, I, I would say those are kind of bad. So yeah, I, I have it as number seven. It's like, you, Matt, you've said a lot before that mm-hmm. Andor is like a, a steak and potatoes meal yeah. and Mandalorian is like um, eating fast food. Yeah, um, Tales of the Jedi to me is like just eating like chicken broth like it's it's solid <laughs> there's no reason to dislike it i would but say no one's gonna get excited yeah, about it that's... i would i would say it's just the cherry on top there's there's no substance to it and you wouldn't snack on it but if you like clone wars well, there you go that's a cherry on top yeah okay that's cool good. it's a little more background into clone wars for you i f- see this is something weird it's like i don't even think it's a cherry on top i feel like i feel like it's like the last little goop at the end of an ice cream sundae that you're like yeah i guess i'll eat it because like <laughs> you want more fatty yeah <laughs> I think I think Tales of the Jedi it it expands the world right just like the world building and everything but and yet it should be exciting and I I it's six episodes and I, you Star Wars should always excite you and for some reason I'm I, every single time I'm watching it there's no stakes you you finish it it's quick I get it it's fun to watch and stuff too but um I also rank this at number eight sorry I should say that um and so yeah I know it's a quick watch it's totally fine. Um, I have nothing really for it or against it, to be honest. And I think that's the, I think that might be the problem with it is that like nothing is super interesting. You get these little vignettes, honestly, even the first two episodes, it's just like with the Duke, with Dooku and with Ahsoka, it's like, but to be fair, it's not like they marketed it or wanted it to be anything more than this. They wanted it to be just a cherry on top. So you can't fault them for it. I'm I'm glad we got it. That's a good point. Yeah. With that being said though, I'd rather have their time, energy and resources go into something more like rebels. That is impactful. That is crafting the stories. And same thing with like, um, with visions, no offense. Visions is fine. I think it's cool with the animation style and what they're doing. Um, but like with all these kind of random, like one-off shows a little bit, I'm just like combine those resources and make something amazing. You know, I don't think we have room, especially with this talk, you know, I take like toxic fandom sometimes, but like with like people that are like looking to tear apart Star Wars, let's just give them something like really quality and not have uh, your arms in like a thousand different pots kind of. Yeah, because they're um, trying to rush to market, thing. right? They just yeah. need something out there every however long yeah. of all sorts of different styles, right? They need a kid's show. They need an animation show. They need a, a live action show. And it's like, 
at some point in a meeting, someone was like, okay, we just need an animation show. doesn't even need to be good. What do you guys have? Yep. And someone was like, how about Tales of the Jedi? We can do some like background on some of these Jedi characters yeah. from uh, the Clone Wars. And someone was like, yep, that's great. Go go forward with that. Like When you watch the a, a trailer for a TV show or a or uh, a movie, you're like, you're tearing up. You're getting excited. That's all we're going to talk about. If Tales of the Jedi Season 2 trailer comes out, I don't even know we're going to text about it, to be honest. No, we will, because if they do Season 2, it won't just be Count Dooku and Ahsoka. Because mm-hmm. I remember when they announced it, they they didn't give you any story details. They said, we're going to have a show called Tales of the Jedi. And I was like, oh my god, is it going to be like Ben Solo and yeah. Luke Skywalker in the sequel era? Or like Rey Skywalker post-sequel era? And it could have been so That'd many be cool. interesting yeah. things. And then it was just three episodes about Ahsoka, who is probably the least deserving of more content because yeah. we have so much already. <laughs> That's a good point. And yeah. Count Dooku, who is interesting, but my God, when they when they first talked about this, I was foaming at the mouth thinking that we were going to get some Kit Fisto content for the first <laughs> time in a long time. And I'm going to fall for it again when they announce if they because I think they have announced season two. Yeah, I think they're doing yeah. season two. And God, I hope it's Kit Fisto. <laughs> but I, my biggest not my only grab too is the poster is so cool. I think mm-hmm. the, I think that's cool the coolest poster. part is the poster, which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, every uh, like you said, Matt. There's no stakes to it, which yeah. is unfortunate. Um, and like Luke was saying about Count Dooku, like, oh, did you know he was disillusioned with the Jedi? Like, yeah, everything they show, it's kind of like, well, yeah, we already knew that. Like, it's cool to flush it out a little bit more, but yeah, give us a little more stakes or throw us a twist, you know, something a little bit different. Yeah, because like, like even the twist, which if, if you call it a twist, but. Yaddle's death scene, which was probably the best episode, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. But like everyone knew that was coming because like they sh- had this Tales of the Jedi show, and then you saw the trailer, and I feel like they were it was like Dave Filoni just like looking at me like, hey, you know, Yaddle's in this, <laughs> you know that that character that we saw in episode one, but not two or three. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, this is a weird note to go out on, I guess. But Tales <laughs> of the Jedi, what are you gonna do? Um, so I have the official ranking, and I'd be interested in seeing what Patrick thinks of this. <laughs> The ranking of Force for Thought is my exact ranking of how I rank these episodes of how, these shows. No way. I need a math check. Yeah, fact check that. <laughs> the exact same. I haven't been I haven't been keeping up. That is crazy. So what so uh go through with it then. Starting all at number right. 9, what do we have? Starting at number 9, we all we have Resistance. Obviously, we all ranked it pretty low. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a it's a, it's basically we have um four Resistance, we have tw- that's uh, ranked at 25, I think the numbers up. Um, and then at number eight, we have Tales of the Jedi. Again, nothing really significant here, folks. Um, I feel bad saying that. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, we have Book of Boba Fett, which, again, with those three, that's like the reason why I would rank Bo- Book of Boba Fett higher is because all the reasons we just gave for Tales of the Jedi and also Resistance, the same thing. Number six, we have The Bad Batch. Number five, we have Obi-Wan. Number four, we have Clone Wars. Number three, we have Rebels. Number two, we have The Mandalorian. And number one, of course, we have Andor. Okay. Which yeah, is that's my exact ranking. That's insane. That is that is insane. And um, looking at my list comparing to that, that's not too crazy. No, I mean, that's why I think. I only had no a couple one... that were like switched here and there. And yep. the biggest dip for me was Clone Wars. I had his number two, and you said we have his number four. Yeah. Which I is. An, I have it as number six. So yep. that, that adds Makes up. sense. Yep. That's yep. how averages work. And I had it as number four. So really in between there. All right. But yeah, I mean, all those. I'm happy with that. Yep, me too. And But what I've realized, to be honest, ranking these, and it's, we, I've never really pitted these against each other. Sometimes I'm like, oh, in my mind, let's, you know, how would I rank the animated shows? How would I rank the live action shows? And so I think coming up with this list is like, I really enjoy Star Wars shows, obviously, but I think we do need a little bit more stakes in it. I think we need a bit more structure. And I think in the live action stuff, we need something more things like Andor. Because I'm like, I'm looking at my list and I got, and I really love. To me, Andor, Mandalorian, Rebels, and Clone Wars, I absolutely love. I really like Obi-Wan and Bad Batch, and then I'm fine with Book of Boba Fett, Tales, and Resistance. And that's, like, not a great average for being fine with three out of nine, I think. Well, mm. it's just about your sensibilities. Yes, absolutely. That, that always bothers me when people say, mm-hmm. like, as soon as the first good movie comes out, they say, this director needs to be doing all these movies now. Yeah. Because there's room for all of this. Like, Andor yes. and Mandalorian are of different qualities, yeah. but they're... Also, a very different subject material and style. Yeah. And the animated series, especially. Boba Fett, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you, that <laughs> is the same style, but just kind of worse quality. But most of these, like Kenobi, I don't think is, it's just the style that it was made. It's like a char- a single character's arc yeah. as opposed to like an ensemble. And 
Uh, I'd be fine with more things like Obi Wan, even honestly. Like that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just like the, the fact that, like, to me again, and I think, well, just all of us, I guess, we all rank Book of Boba Fett, Tales, and Resistance as kind of throwaways. And I'm like, ah, three out of nine. You know, that's what I was saying at the beginning of the episode. None of these are throwaways. They just have yes. to be at the bottom of the list because something has to be at the bottom of the list. I that's like all of those shows. That's true. I also really like what you just said about how like every director, they everyone needs like, oh, every this person needs to direct everything now because they're so amazing. It's like, no, 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 they don't though. It's like, we don't need. We don't need Chris Pratt in every single movie anymore. I mean, and the world has seen that, right? I mean, he was in a bunch of random movies that no one cared about. Same thing with Tom Holland. It's like, Tom Holland needs to be in everything because he's so amazing. It's like, well, maybe a little bit goes a long way. Like, you know what I mean? You need just like pacing, right? And it's the same thing with like any director who's like, this person's the best. They need to be in everything. It's like, let's just slow down and actually make sure what makes sense for Star Wars. I I like trying to press back on people who are very anti-Kathleen Kennedy and being like, oh, Kathleen Kennedy needs to get fired or resign. Everything she touches is horrible. Because it's like, well, who do you want to replace her? Yeah. Because oftentimes people don't have any idea. They're just like, I don't know. I just don't like her. And it's like, okay, well then, like, I think you should come with some constructive criticism rather than just like trying to point the finger at somebody. Yeah. Or what they say is Dave Filoni. Everyone says, oh, Dave Filoni needs to be running the whole thing. Dave Filoni loves Star Wars. He'd be great. Yada, yada, yada. But it's like a totally different skill set. And I'm like, I don't think Dave Filoni should be doing that, if I'm being honest. He's a good creator. Yes. Give him all the animated shows. And let's wait to see Ahsoka first. But I think he's probably going to knock it out of the park. But let's have him just be a writer and a creator. I don't think managing because, Lucasfilm no, is, is a good spot for him. Why do we even know who Kathleen Kennedy is, to be honest, right? She kind of does put herself out there, but like, she has like such a random job that, like, why I, do I, we uh, know who the hell that is, really? You know what I mean? Like, I know, because people need someone to blame when they don't like exactly, something. Exactly, yeah. And it's so weird, and it's like, no, that uh, Dave Filoni has a different, again, like you just said, Max, a different job, a different skill set, and it's like, yeah. the intricacies of what she actually does would only deter Filoni to be able to do what we want him to do which is create more content mm-hmm. and if he's running stuff he's not he's sure as hell's not going to be doing that he's just going to be approving stuff and going to be stressed out of his mind yeah. which is exactly why he left bad batch right yeah, is that he, he was overworked yeah exactly and so it's like add on running everything right. <laughs> exactly. no way yeah. also ahsoka is going to tip those scales like, uh, as well like ahsoka's there's no way it's going to be I think it's going to be better than Andor. I was, I was, <laughs> oh, do you I really? I don't. I, I was don't. like, whoa. I, I do think it'll be better than Mandalorian. I think it'll be my number two. You I, think it'll be your number two? Yeah. Because we have that built-in nostalgia for Rebels already. And uh, I, yeah, I, probably. To be honest, by the, the way the trailers look and the nostalgia of loving being able to see Hera, being able to see Sabine, being able to see Ahsoka and, and whatnot, and Chopper so far in the trailers, maybe a little bit of Ezra, maybe a little bit of Zeb, um, maybe Kanan goes, we'll see. Um I, I don't see it not being able to be in the top three. <laughs> I know. It, it reminds me of when The Force Awakens was coming out, and my friends knew that I was like really, really into Star Wars, and they were like, do you worry that it's going to come out and it's going to suck? And it's like, no, I've already seen the trailer. I already love this. Yeah. Like, I, even <laughs> if it is a lower quality than I want it to be, yeah. I already love it. Yeah. It's like, we like Star Wars, right? Like, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we've, I've touched about on this a little bit, even uh, maybe in this episode, or maybe it was... I don't know, these episodes are blurring together and these conversations in and out of podcasts are blurring together. But being a Star Wars fan in the fandom and then being a Star Wars fan of the movies is very different, I think. And I think people have blurred lines of those because people are like, I think they like the idea of Star Wars. And they're like, oh, yeah, Luke and Leia are are brother and sister. And uh, I like lightsabers and I like this and that. But it's like, again, I have like uh, a lot. I have friends who only saw Last Jedi once and hate it and yet love Star Wars. It's like, oh. I don't know if you actually have watched the movies, all of them recently or not. And that's not saying people who have, they, you can absolutely hate anything, but it's like, it's weird. That's like, I think you like the idea of star Wars almost more than you like star Wars and stuff, which is fine, mm-hmm. but it's a very, but I've been I noticing know, I that know what you mean. more and more. I think it's just like people, which is fine, but it's like the idea of star Wars and, you know, getting action figures and collecting things is almost better than the movies and the content themselves, which is odd. I do still collect a lot of the toys from Book of Boba Fett, so. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, folks. <laughs> the, the last thing I'll say is we were talking about like how we want more shows like Andor and like Rebels, but mm-hmm. Star Wars Resistance was going to be like Rebels, and they canceled it halfway through, and mm-hmm. it's tragic. I, this, I didn't I think see the, it on the same trajectory. My one takeaway from this episode is that I want to do a, Re- a Resistance rewatch, or I guess first watch with you guys, and, I've re- seen it. and talk about it more, because it really is better than everyone gives it credit for. I'll finish it. I'll we'll finish do it. it. We'll I do it at some point. I, I would like to do Book of Boba Fett, too. I would like to do a deep dive into that and talk more about it. I'd like to rewatch Book of Boba Fett again in full. 
I would like to honestly re-edit Book of Boba Fett <laughs> and, and, and make it make more sense. That'd be a lot of fun. I'm sure people, I hate when people do that, but like, it'd be cathartic for me. You know, I, I don't want to end the show on like a negative note about Book of Boba Fett, but like I was saying about Andor, how you know it's good when the internet's like pretty unified yeah. on something. I feel like it was also unified on the Book of Boba Fett. Correct. Like nobody's out there shitting on Book of Boba Fett because no one's really defending it. Like I feel no. like everyone's kind of on the same page yeah. of like, yeah, that was a little more of a swing and but a miss. To I be know. honest, it's I... so, it's so much ahead. worse when something is received apathetically on the internet yep. than when it's received with hate. One one last thing I think would be the fact that I think the internet might be maybe it's not the internet, maybe it's Star Wars, is becoming a little bit more softer and we are being able to get into a good medium space because we're talking about Andor, which is you know universally loved on the internet, basically, and then Book of Boba Fett, which is not necess- necessarily hated, but no one's coming to its defense and saying it's the best show of all time. And I think we are maybe evening out as a fandom, which is good. Um, anyway, that is uh, the Force for Thought uh, official ranking of the TV shows. We'll have to do a catch-up uh, uh, when we- Ahsoka does come out so that we can talk about it. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of Ahsoka co- content coming up uh, with the show coming out. Um, you can find us on all the socials and everything as well at Force for Thought. Um, anything else, guys? See you, Sammy. Yeah, see you, Sammy.